Hello and welcome to episode 203 of the Enough Podcast. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined as I am every week by the wonderful, illustrious Mr. Patrick Rohn. Hello, sir. Hello, Pat. How are you? You know, I'm doing okay. Good. Uh, so, gosh, there's just a lot of people looking for things outside of themselves, you know? What does that mean? Uh, I guess that means that, um, so I, I, I struggled with this recently. Uh, for, for my Apple Consulting book, the number one feature request, as it is, uh, <laughs> because books are software, um, uh, has been for me to talk about mm, the tools that I use uh, more uh, direct. This this question comes in many forms, whether it be like, you know, what gear do you have in your bag and what are the software applications you use to, to run your consulting business and, um, you know, or what's the best, like, organization task management app you found for consultants and things like this, right? Um, and I think this comes from a similar place as the folks that are constantly trying out different tasks applications and different mail applications and, you know, different, um, different text editors and, and such. And not to say that, not to say that that is in and of itself inherently a bad thing, uh, but to say that I think that they either A, have not properly identified the problem that they wish to solve, and or B, have not yet realized that the problem that they wish to solve can't be gleaned or taken or, um, or otherwise um, discovered by looking at what other people do. Does that make sense? Yeah. The, well, I mean, two, two things. One, okay. I mean, this is probably a, a bigger topic we'll get to in a minute. There is some value, I think, especially for somebody setting out to understand a good model of an operating person. So, you know, if someone's just starting out and they don't have applications that they might need, it can be useful for them to find out what's a good starting point. I think that's that's sort of point number one. Um, second point, I've now forgotten. Okay, what was the last I can thing address point number one. What was the last thing that you said? You, you just said. Well, well the, the oh, last oh, thing oh. I said. Oh, yeah, go yeah. Ahead. That um, you know, from, from what I'm understanding that you're saying is that people are trying to solve a solution to necessarily a problem that they might not have, but in a way that is using somebody else's problem as the basis to solving their problem, which might not necessarily be the same problem. Right. Well, and and so addressing number one. Right. <clears throat> Number one has nothing to do with the specific tools and has everything to do with the method. They would be more well to kind of know the ideas behind the method than they would to know the specific tools that are used to solve them. Right. To it. Um, 
when you're dealing with consulting, relationships are, are the key. They really, it really is like that is, that is it. That is your number one thing. That's what you do. You know, the problems that you fix and the things that you solve for people and the knowledge you have, none of that matters unless the relationship is there um, and that you've worked hard to form that relationship and, and to, and, and to work with your client. And so, you know, What's more interesting to me is not so much the fact that what note-taking program I might use to kind of manage the various notes that I have on my clients about what we discussed or what I did while I was there or what my what the next steps are or anything like that. What's more interesting to what the more interesting thing is and the more important thing is is that you have something to do that you do those things that the action is more important than the apps. And, you know, I need a calendar. I need a calendar that tells me that, you know, at, at 9 o'clock this morning, I needed to leave out and go visit a client because I told them I would be there at 9 o'clock and would be there for a couple of hours. And so I blocked that time out on my calendar. Now that I've told you that. Does it really matter whether I used a paper calendar, whether I used iCal, whether I used BusyCal, whether I used Google Calendar, whether I used some calendar that's part of this other program that does these 50 other things? No, none of that matters. As a matter of fact, it doesn't even matter if I told you that, no, I just keep track of all that stuff in my head. The only thing that matters is that you will have places that you have to be, think agreements that you have made to be at a certain place at a certain time to do a certain thing with a certain person or a certain client. You need some way to track that. The action is more important than the app. And in fact, I would argue that if I tell you that I use BusyCal and that I like BusyCal and here's why I like BusyCal and all these things... While that's great and you get some insight into why I use BusyCal versus iCal versus a paper calendar versus keeping track of my head or whatever, that may not work for you. That may not be the best thing for you. Yet you're so focused on, oh, I guess I need BusyCal too, that you're failing to see the larger picture and the larger picture being that, no, you just need some way to track that that makes sense for you. I am a tinkerer, mm-hmm. um, and it's something that that I am happy to admit to. I don't think it's a problem. Um, I don't personally think that it's a problem as much as people say it is. I mean, lots of my friends, Brett Kelly is is me and him have many um, discussions about this in a, in a, the show that we used to do together, Cooking with Brett and Mike, and also on Twitter as well. That he would berate me for tinkering and trying out all the new applications. Um, but for me, my systems are so basic compared to someone um, someone like Michael Schechter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know that he's deep into OmniFocus. He can't try things. Mm-hmm. He can't try X, Y, you know. Mm-hmm. But my system of... I mean, I, I basically use um, a to-do list and we have timed reminders, that's that's that is the extent to which my system of this sort of stuff goes. 
um, and then just plain text. So my system, I don't even need to be able to export my to-dos because mm. for me to take my entire to-do list manager and re-enter into a new system, 20 entries tops at any one point. Yeah. Um, so as was recently, I when I moved from the iPhone to Android, I was using my beloved Dew on mm-hmm. iPhone. There is not an Android app and there is no way for me to sync it. So I set up an app called Astrid Tasks, which is what I settled on after some deliberating, trying out some different um, apps on Android. However, I do need to start tinkering because Astrid has been purchased by Yahoo and is going to be shut down soon. Um, <laughs> thanks, Marissa Mayer. Um, <laughs> we're getting to that later in the show, actually. This is oh, that no. dreaded second topic that I said I was going to bring up with you. So um, I, I tried. So, so basically, I just looked at my due list and I just manually entered it into Astrid on the other phone. And that works for me. And because my system is simple, and I can, um, to steal from Aaron Mankey, can f- fr- in a frictionless way move from system to system, mm-hmm. it's not an issue for me. And mm-hmm. why would I not try all these new applications? Because every one that I try, I learn something from in some way, even if it's I learned that this was not correct for me. Um, but every now and then, I have then come across an application that I love. And it's only through this this constant trying of new things that I come to find new applications that I love. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I would argue that then the your effectiveness with getting those tasks on the list are not impacted in any way by the fact that you switch between apps. I would believe so, yes. Because the app doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, this is exactly what I'm look saying. Look at you twisting it. Yes, the app doesn't matter. I mean, and and that's the point, right? What I guess I'm I'm trying to say here, and especially to the to the readers of my book, and I have a chapter on this coming out like soon, like today, um, uh, for anyone who uh, is listening to this and and uh, you know is is looking for my deeper dive on it, and they've bought my book, uh, links to which will be in the show notes. Um, This makes me very, very weary about discussing what I use because I don't want what I use to be focused on and held up to any greater standard than the myriad of other options out there. And more importantly, what I want people to do, what I think we should all do, what I have done over 20 years of experience is to make the apps not matter because it's the action that matters. It's the fact that I do, you know, keep notes on my clients, have a good understanding of uh, and remembrance of what it was I last did. So if they call me and they say, you know, oh, this isn't working or that isn't working or this thing was working and it stopped working, I don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, uh, that, that a year later I can go back and very quickly remember, oh, what was the last thing I did when I was there? Oh, yes, that would have affected this a year later. Okay, now I know, right? And so, uh, you know, things like that. But, you know, I would say even more importantly, I can communicate that to the client. So when I do, then do go to send them that invoice, along with that invoice, I send notes saying, here's what I did, i.e., here's what you're paying for. So that when your accountant pays that invoice and wants to know, 
what they're paying it for, they have a very clear picket, picture of exactly what I did while I was there. Um, also, this way, you can't sue me. <laughs> right? <laughs> or maybe you can. Maybe this is evidence. But, you know, the fact is, is that we all haven't, you know, that we are both on the record as this is this is what I did and this is what it was meant to do and meant to fix and, and that sort of thing. Um, and also... Here's, here's the next steps. Here's what I see moving forward. That's not always included, but if there are next steps, there certainly are, right? Does not matter. I, I could write that down on a piece of paper and hand it to the client, and it would be just as effective as, as you know, and make a photocopy of it for myself. But as long as we both have a copy of that, everyone's happy, right? Yeah. Um, and it really doesn't matter how I do it. And for me to say, oh, well, I do that using in Evernote or Yojimbo or I just send an email or whatever will lead you to believe that that's the one true way of, have, of getting it done. And the fact is there is no one true way. The only one true way is the one that makes sure that you, that your clients are happy and that you are doing the best possible and efficient job that you can do. Um, that you're satisfied with with your system and the work, and I think those who are constantly searching for the for the next new thing, it generally to me are people who are likely not happy with their system, and maybe should focus on that. Because everything that I've done, my Dash Plus system is is a good example. My Dash Plus system is built upon the way that I take notes and the way I've taken notes since well for as long as I can remember likely high school which is in kind of an outline style with these dashes in front of the various bullet points of ideas that I capture right the dash plus system grew out of that grew out of oh I'm already doing this thing what can I do to extend what I already am doing as opposed to, oh, let me go find some new way to mark up notes that someone else has come up with that works. No, I'm why do that when I have a method that that is natural to me? Why not just extend that method and, and evolve it naturally? Too many times we're looking for someone else's solution. Too many times we're not we're not aware of and therefore not addressing the fact that what is the problem likely that we're trying to fix is one for which the solution is one that we already have within us. It just needs to grow from where we are. So, so yeah, uh, as I kind of indicated, there's going to be uh, number one. I'm increasingly uninterested in talking about my methods, tools, what I use, that sort of thing. I'm sure I'm going to still do it. Uh, you know, because I, I, honest, I like looking at this stuff too. I'm very interested by looking at other people's systems, right? But I'm certainly not under the impression that somehow the holy grail is going to be found there and that I'm going to completely change what I do in order to, because this person has a better idea. No, I mean, certainly there might be elements of their thing that things that I might want to adopt or I might want to try out. But it's got to be what's right for me and what's right for my system and, and 
what matters really is the action, not the app, not the thing, and not the tool, and not the this, that, the other. So, cool. Should I talk Should about we, Squarespace, uh, and then and then I'm yeah. going to make you uncomfortable for a <laughs> few make minutes. Make me squirm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'd like to uh, thank Squarespace.com for supporting this episode and the Enough Podcast in general. Um, they give you absolutely everything you need to make an amazing website. Squarespace provides you with a fully hosted, completely managed environment that allows you to create and maintain a beautiful website, blog, portfolio, or even an online store. It doesn't matter how experienced you are when it comes to building websites. By using Squarespace, you can put something online in just minutes. You don't have to worry about scaling, integrating with social services, or even hosting your website because Squarespace takes care of all of it. They also give you access to beautiful themes. They're really clean, they feature responsive web design, and they make your site look fantastic. You don't need to worry about hiring a designer or even doing any designing or coding yourself because Squarespace take care of all of that hard stuff and give you an end product that looks absolutely fantastic. You can build pages really really easily using their layout engine it allows you to create custom layouts for each of your pages in seconds they have real-time analytics built right into Squarespace and you can view these in their iOS and Android apps to also let you manage and post to your site on the go they also have Squarespace commerce that allows you to add a fully integrated store to your website you can start accepting payments as well they have much much more 24-7 customer support in case you have any problems Squarespace is absolutely fantastic if you want to create something online at the moment there's absolutely no reason you should not be checking out Squarespace for that and I can give you a free trial to do that go to to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. If you like what you see and you enjoy your time on Squarespace, their plans start at $10 a month for the standard plan and $20 a month for the unlimited plan. Sign up for a year up front and you'll get 20% off that price. Sign up for two and you'll get 25% off. And if you use the code 70 decibels 5 at 70DECIBELS and the number 5, you will get an additional 10% off your first order, whatever that may be. So go check out Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website. Mm, amazing. So a couple of days ago. I've heard of it. Sorry? <laughs> I said I've heard of it. Okay. I've heard of a couple of days ago. I, ah. I These things happen occasionally. Like every now and then there will be a couple of days in the past, um, kind of like leap year. I yes. love how how difficult you're being right now because you don't <laughs> want to talk about this. But I, th- I figure I have a show with you, and as your producer and co-host um, and boss, I think, um, in this scenario, although we all know who the real, who's in really in control in the situation, I would like to ask you about Tumblr. Yes, I've heard of it. Excellent service. Patrick Rohn has been using Tumblr for a very long time. And um, I know that one of the things, the reason you are reticent to discuss this is because CEO David Karp is a reader of your blog. Fan, I would almost argue. Number one fan, I would say. No, not I'm, certainly not that, except for the fact that he could turn off the lights at any time he wanted, which is, uh, yeah, more power than I have. Yeah, go ahead. Let's just assume that he's not listening to the show, though. Oh, no, he, he doesn't listen. So we can say whatever we want here. Um, well, I can. I, you have relied on Tumblr for minimal Mac since its mm-hmm. inception. Um, mm-hmm. You have considered in the past moving away, but never did. Um, you know, because of downtime issues and stuff that they were having. 
Yeah, they've they've really been on top of things. Uh, but they have totally in the got year and a half since that happened. Kudos yeah. to Tumblr. Clap, golf clap. They had a very very rough time for a while, in which mm. the whole internet moved away from Tumblr. But that was back again. <laughs> And I don't think many people are moving away again. I just want to understand. There's, there, well, I mean, I there mean, is backlash. It, I mean, you listen to Matt Mullenweg talk about it, uh, CEO of Automatic, which uh, controls both WordPress.com and WordPress.org. But, uh, yeah, according to him, they're just flocking in droves to WordPress. Yeah. Well, yes, I'm, I mean, like, in our space, mm. you know, people aren't up in, in our space. About people it. are smarter enough to use Squarespace. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't. We don't need to say that here. But I appreciate that. We don't need to say that. It's, it's a totally different surface. Tumblr is totally different to Squarespace. It, it is. And, and for a completely different purpose, yeah. Um, so I just want to gauge from you your current, I mean, your real feeling about the Tumblr acquisition. Are you excited about it? D- does it bother you in any way? Do you care? As a Tumblr user... All right. Um, so let me just say that everyone, you know, most people who listen to the show by now uh, know that I am a, a philosophical Buddhist, right? That that I'm a small B Buddhist. Um, uh, and, you know, it's as close to a faith or spirituality as I guess one could hang on me. Um <clears throat> And, you know, one of these things that I, I work with on a regular basis, actually, is, is, is the idea of impermanence, right? The idea that, that the cup is already broken, right? That, that nothing is, is it, it will last forever. There's, there, in fact, is no such thing, right? And that as much as we are alive, we are already dead. As much as a cup is uh, a vessel that holds our water or our tea and serves us, it is already broken. That its its brokenness is part of its inherent nature. Why? Because it is in part. Uh, it is a part of all nature. All nature is inherently impermanent. And so, therefore. Um, I have long. I have long been of the idea that no matter what happens to any of my sites, Tumblr, Word, my WordPress-based personal site, whatever, it doesn't matter. That whatever happens, it's going to happen at some point. At some point, these things will just disappear. That's part of their nature. And uh, and so uh, I don't. It's it's not that I don't care. I think I don't care is the wrong um, feeling. Um, I think I'm effectively ambivalent about it. Uh, very happy for for um, David and the Tumblr team. I think. They made the only move that they felt they could have made given their circumstance. I think, uh, you know, the fact is is that they had a, a tremendous amount of, of investment uh, from outside investors 
you know, venture capitalist folks, that sort of thing, in Tumblr, they have to they have to get their money back with some interest at some point. That's how the game works. The moment that you that you take that money, you've entered into an agreement. This is the same thing as like taking out a mortgage on a house or a loan for a car, right? You got to pay it back. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, that was a lot of money to pay back. I don't think that if they would have tomorrow gone to a freemium model or, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of charging users for use, um, on top of advertising, and plus, I don't think advertising alone would have would have allowed them to make the money that they needed to as quickly as they did in order to pay, in order for those investors to see their return. So, so yeah, basically, I think they made the only move they could. I think it was a smart move. I, th- I in fact, think that it, that that uh, Yahoo actually might have gotten the better end of the deal. Uh, considering uh, for the for the cost, I think sure. I would have put a price a little bit higher on it. But you know, they, you know, the fact that that Dave is going to remain in control of the service for for at least four years gives me a tremendous amount of uh, hope. Seeing Marco's post on the subject and getting a oh. little bit more insight that into post. wow, what? one of the best things I've read this year, Inc- it, absolutely incredible. It, it so really good. is a unique, personal, behind-the-scenes look at the history of Tumblr, and makes Just me images. much more proud of the fact that I am I, I have used the service and plan to continue to do so. So, one of the interesting things is I have actually started tumbling again. Tumblring? I don't know what you call it. I've been using wow. Tumblr the last couple of days because but I have a do- great confidence in Marissa Meyer and Yahoo. Like, mm. I have a, an incredible confidence. Uh, Yahoo is currently one of what I consider to be the two most exciting companies in technology as it stands today, mm. along with Google. Um, wow. I expect I expect surprised that, that Apple is not in that, in, not in that uh, pie, but that's okay. I expect that to change in three weeks' time. Well, we'll see. But uh, today... 2013, Apple have not excited me. Yeah, you're still young. They haven't done anything new this year that has excited me, in mm. my opinion. This is mm. my opinion. Apple still rank as my favorite technology company. I am surrounded by Apple products that I use daily, and I love them. And you would never be able to pry away at least the iPad and the MacBook Pro from my dead hands. And you would, And if you said to me today... Go back to your iPhone or you'll never use an iPhone again. I would probably go back to it because I do believe that by the end of the year, I'll be back on the iPhone because I have that faith in them Mm -hmm. because of what I believe they can do. That that might not be the case because I love my Nexus 4. I'm using Android. I think everybody knows that by now. But I personally feel that right now, Apple are not one of the most exciting companies for what they have done in 2013. I think that what Google is continuing to do is incredible and the moves that they're making this year are fantastic. And with Marissa Mayer at, at the helm, Mayer, Mayer, I go backwards and forwards all the time, <laughs> at the helm of Yahoo, and just what uh, she has I, I done mm-hmm. in the last two months shows me, I mean, so ballsy. I have read some statistics that as of reported Yahoo's last 
earnings, they had $1.2 billion cash on hand. She just spent all of it. Mm-hmm. I, think that's mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of respect for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I mean, let's keep in mind that there are a lot of blogs on on Tumblr. Is something like I don't know, something like a hundred and something million blogs, <laughs> you know, or uh, you know, sites. Let's just say sites. Blogs is perhaps the wrong. Well, Tumblr logs. You know, that there's that there's a lot of these things, right? I mean, that's a lot of. That's a lot of users, and obviously there's some users like me that have multiple sites. Um, uh, but still, I mean, if you can if you can put advertising on every one of those dashboards, if you can work out some sort of uh, you know way to you know put ads on people's you know front page, uh, or, you know on on the actual site itself, that could be big. That could be really big. Now, guy can. Here's one thing I can say, and that is, I don't know how how I would navigate uh, that point when it comes. I, I don't believe it's a if. I believe it's a when. When it comes um, for minimal Mac or any of my other Tumblr sites, um, but you know, look. <laughs> Businesses are in business to make money, right? If my primary business was advertising, I'd find ways to do that business very well. I would find ways to ever increase that section of my business if that's the section that was making, you know. I mean, this is a no-brainer, right? And we shouldn't be mad at these companies for doing that because that's what, that's what they do. That's who they are. If, you know, because they're a business. I mean, and either, you know, I mean, and I, I, I realize Yahoo's track record. You know, I mean, you, you just mentioned an app that uh, from that you were using from a company that uh, got purchased by Yahoo and is now being shut down. I'm imagining that was some sort of aqua hire situation. I.e., they didn't want the app; they wanted yeah. the talent. It doesn't bother right? me too much when those things happen because that is the yeah. nature of the beast. Yeah. The only thing uh, with this one is it is actually a paid service. I am using only the free function because I don't require personally the paid service. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do have a paid service. Yeah. I think I might have uh, paid some money. I can't remember. But they do have a free service. I actually can't remember if I may have paid for one of their upgrades to their app rather than their monthly deal. Right. Well, and, and uh, I, I, I'm not talking about this too much before, but I don't mind talking about it publicly. Um, there's a point in time when my consulting business was, uh, you know, basically offered an aqua hire, um, a local larger consulting firm in town wanted to hire me, knew that, you know, I had my own consulting business knew that to hire me and for me to make the agreement that they would have to purchase said business and said clients. But knew I knew what their plan was, and their plan was I was going to come on board. Those said clients would be, they would basically cherry pick the clients that they wanted from mine, um, make them their clients, 
basically tell the rest to find another consultant. And, you know, very much a similar sort of situation. And, I mean, at the time, it certainly was on the table as something I considered. I didn't immediately just go, oh, no, I'm never going to do that because I love my clients and I would never let them go, no. I mean, when someone, like, you know, puts this giant check in front of you and says, here's what we'd like to do, and you're a single dad with two children, and you've just gone through uh, literally a year of, of, of being well below poverty, You're crazy not to, not to at least consider that, right? Um, I mean, I, I get it, you know. And so, anyone who's you know poo pooing this or thinking that Tumblr took the easy way out or that you know they never really cared about their users, or, you know that they, you know, that all they cared about was their VCs, and if you're not the user, you're you know, if you're not the user, you're the one being used, da da blah blah blah. Well, no, they're a business making the right business decisions for their business, which you know, had investors that had to get paid and had you know, had servers that have to keep running and you know. And uh, since I now have of, of David, not just through the very, very few personal interactions I've had with him, and those being online, to the, you know, especially with the post with Marco, I know most importantly he did the best thing for Tumblr, right, as a service and, 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 and as a community. And to ensure that that community could continue to grow and strengthen and that he could continue to worry about what it would take to make Tumblr better. Yep. So kudos to David. I as I said, And the I, Tumblr team. I'm very excited about and it And Yahoo, by, by the way. Yeah, I think congratulations all around. I'm very excited to see what happens. And I am not a man who is in the habit of... Um, <laughs> I am not a man who is currently in the habit of bemoaning acquisitions. No. That is no. all I am going to say. <laughs> I'm, and I'm trying to get much better about it, especially the ones that affect me directly. I'd yes. rather... yeah. So you've gotten me to make far more comment on the matter than I have to anyone else. I knew I'd be able to because I know that you can't, you can't resist me. Because so. <laughs> I Plus, love you, Bob. Of course. I mean, and plus as well, when I'm making you talk about it on the show, you know. Yeah. That does make it kind of different. Because you know, there's only three people listening anyway. I can't possibly get into trouble. Exactly. Right. This is where we find out that David Karp's a listener. Hi, David. Hope <laughs> <laughs> you're well, sir. Congratulations. If you have any spare money and, lying and, around. And when, and, and, when is, and when is David Karp going to be on Command Space? Man, that would be awesome. Marco's going to be on after WWDC. Get tell Marco to get David on. I don't do that sort of thing, but I would love if they, if David Cobb would like to come on the show. Maybe I'll email him. I'm sure that won't get through, but maybe I'll try anyway. No, well, I've got his I've got his address if you want it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think we should I, end. I think we're done. Are we done? All right. You well, good? I am good. <laughs> so, uh, man. This is great. We're uh, we're thinking, uh, here. Find me, Patrick Rome, P A T R I C K R H, as Mike likes to say. I know mm -hmm. I didn't come close to doing it right. O N E, 
Um, and that's everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Um, that's who I am everywhere. Okay, you go. I am I, Mike. I am Y-K-E. No H, but I just wanted to say it. All right, terrific. And with that, we'll chat later. We will. Cheers. Cheers.